categorized into two major groups. Two. Two major groups. I will not be speaking on the two this afternoon, but the two sets must be awake. This end time, if you're a woman, you cannot afford to be sleeping or snoring. When the Lord Jesus Christ was going to come to planet Earth, the first thing that God did was to get a woman. The book of Hebrews, a body has thou prepared me. God got a woman, got a womb, and put him, thank you sir, and put him there. When the Lord Jesus Christ was going to die, it took a woman to anoint his body and prepare him for his funeral. After the Lord Jesus Christ resurrected, it was a woman that first saw him. In the entire Bible, after his resurrection, he called only three people by name. Two of them were men and one was a woman. Peter, feed my sheep. Thomas, blessed is he that believe even without sin. Mary, don't touch me yet for I go to your father and my father to your God and my God. But today I make you an apostle. Go to my disciples. Go to my brethren and tell them what you have seen. Two of the people Jesus rebuked but he commissioned the woman to go and be the first apostle. I have a feeling because all the signs are showing us that Jesus is coming very soon. Boko Haram, Genesis 24. Beg your pardon, Matthew 24. Earthquake, Matthew 24. Fulani Hartsman, Matthew 24. Different signs in the moon, in the sun, Matthew 24. The Lord is coming. Switch on to channels, television. You'll see that the Lord is coming. Go to BBC. Go to CNN. Signs of the end time. The Lord is coming. I have a feeling, and it's so strong in my spirit, that women will be used to prepare the body of Jesus for his second coming. Just like we prepared his body for his funeral. So as a woman, you are advantaged. You are privileged. You cannot afford the society to silence you. No, it's too late. The fact that you are a woman is a proof that you must be awake and you must fulfill destiny. Looking at the scripture, and particularly from where the theme of this conference was taken, this end time, women will be categorized into two. Number one, the Debras. Number two, the Jaels. Number one, the Debras. Number two, the Jaels. I don't want to speak about the Debras today because many Debras are already awake and they are awakened. 
and I'm talking about women in ministry. I'm talking about women that are helping men to go to battlefields and win. I'm talking about ladders that are raising other women. I'm talking about women, the elders that are teaching other women how to take care of their homes, how to take care of their marriages, how to take care of their children, how to avoid sexual abuse, how to be prosperous. The Debras are already in place. The high places and the by places have been abandoned and the Debras are already awake. But as I was praying about this meeting, I want to speak about the Jaels. I want to talk to you about the Jaels, and that's the majority of women. The Debras that understand times and seasons will know that this end time assignment cannot be completed or cannot be complete without the Jaels. Jaels are finishers. Jaels are finishers. Jaels are the tent women. And that's what I want to speak on this afternoon. In the book of Judges, chapter number 4, beginning from verse number 17. Judges chapter 4 from verse 17. If we are on the same page, say, I am blessed. Make it louder. Judges chapter 4 from verse number 17. The Bible says, How be it? Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my Lord, turn in to me, fear not. And when he had turned it unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. Again he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be, when any man doth come, and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here, that thou shalt say no? Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent, and took an hammer in her hand, and went softly unto him, and smote the nail into his temples, and fastened it into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him, and said unto him, Come. I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So God subdued on that day, Jabin the king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against Jabin the king of Canaan until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. Hallelujah. I'd like to pause here and thank all the men that have allowed Debras and Jaels to function. All the secure men, apostles, 
evangelists, prophets, pastors, teachers, governors, senators, members of house of assembly, men that have spoken and defended women, men that have used their positions and their authorities and their God-given privileges to expose their wives, their daughters, their nieces, their cousins into their own destiny. We thank you. We are grateful for men that are sensitive to times and seasons. Men that know that we are not competing with them. Men that know that God raised women to stand side by side with them. Not in their front, not at their backs, but to stand side by side and beautify them. We thank God for you. We are grateful for you. This end time, while the Debras will be functioning, people that are in the pulpit ministry, people that are in the full glare of leadership, while they will be functioning, I also want to talk to them and appeal to them. Please, don't eat up the Jaels that are waking up. Debras, God has blessed you. God has given you privileges. Encourage Jaels to also wake up and fulfill God's counsel for their lives. Because Debras are supposed to be the mentors. They have their own palm trees. They are supposed to be investors, builders, ladders on which others rise. But let's talk about Jael. I just read out a scripture to you. Israel had sinned and God punished Israel, but God raised a Deborah and Deborah sent for Barak. Barak, God is about to do something. Power is about to change hands. God is about to set Israel free and God has decided not to use you as a man, not to use you as a king, but to use women. It was Deborah that sent for Barak. And Barak said, I agree, prophetess. But please, as I go to this battlefield, if you won't go with me, I will not go. Let's leave that for another time. Because wise men will create space for their women to go with them in the visions that God has given to them. So the battle was fought and God allowed Israel to scatter their enemies. But the captain, Sisera, did not get killed. He jumped on his horse and fled. And guess where he went to? He went to Jael's tent. There are about six things I want to talk to you about Jael. He went to Jael's tent. So that tells me that Jael had a tent. Who are the Jaels? They are women in the marketplace. I refer to them as the 11th hour ladies. In the book of Matthew chapter number 11, Jesus was telling us about a parable of a man that went out and saw some people loitering. And he said, come and work for me. 
Very early, they came in. He went out again in the afternoon, saw some, and said, come and work for me. They, they came. In the evening, same. Then in the night, he went out and saw some, the eleventh hour, and he called them. After everybody had finished working and it was time to be paid, the Bible says he paid them equally. Then the people that came in early said, but we came earlier than all these ones. And Jesus said, the master said to them, why is your eye evil because I am good? The money is mine and have decided to pay them the way I want. The Jaels are the end time instruments in the hands of God. They are the women that probably nobody had listened to before. They are the ladies that probably nobody imagined that any good thing will come out of their lives. They are the 11th hour <laughs> ladies. Maybe they were even prostitutes. Maybe you got married as a virgin. I thank God for you, but at least I met Jesus. Jesus died for me too. So what are we talking about? How come that we have always thought that church is only for people that live their lives in church? No jewelry, no trousers, no jeans. Jesus is coming, yes, day by day. God is changing the order and is going out to look for the 11th hour ladies. And you better not look down on them because they've got things that some Debras don't have, as we're going to see. Women that we've never heard about before. Maybe they sell tomatoes in the market. Maybe they are lawyers just facing their businesses and God begins to drop visions into their hearts. The awakened woman, this is what I'm talking about. There is a mystery. There is a move of God all around the world now that concerns women. Women are waking up and you don't need a title to fulfill God's counsel. You don't need to know how to sing. You don't need to know how to preach. I have preached in church for about 31 years and I have decided to step out now, not only to speak in churches anymore. I may speak in churches, but I want to reach the 11th hour women. I want to start reaching those women that are not charged. Women that we have judged for a long time. God is raising women that will start orphanages. Women that will reach out to girls. Women that will reach out to boys. Women that will reach out to area boys. Not just people that stay inside the church to sweep, to sing, to preach. But people that will go out and do something with their lives. The Giles. And as we look at this scripture, the Bible says that Sisera ran and got into Jael's tent. I thank God because the Bible calls it Jael's tent, not her husband's tent. So we give it to her husband that allowed her to own a tent. Women, stretch your two hands. May God give you your own. Let your amen annoy the devil. Jehovah give you your own. We need to start teaching our women, our children, not to wait till they are married before they become prosperous. I was sharing with the young girls today. 
You need to, as a mother, you need to sit your daughter down and treat her, teach her, train her not to end up the way you are ending up. Teach her that there's nothing wrong with that girl having a car before she gets married. When we were young, they would tell us, if you have a car before you get married, no man will marry you. Things have changed. Men are looking for car owners. Only Jesus, as it was in the beginning, so shall it be life without end. It was Jael's tent. What is a tent? It's a place of safety. It's a place of protection. It's a place where you can hide your secret. It's a place where you can prepare your food. You need a tent as a Jael if you are going to be a part of God's end time move. Shame on you if you must beg your husband every time before you have 1,000 naira. Can't you sell water? Can't you sell mats? Can't you sell a wedu? That's why they beat you and kick you around anyhow. It must stop. Wake up and do something with your life. You need a tent as a giant. Let's look at it. The Bible says that that woman had some things inside the tent. When Sisera came, Sisera said, let me hide here. So she had a tent and Sisera entered. Sisera said, please give me water. The Bible says she gave him milk. So inside her tent, she had milk she had more than what's needed. Some of you ladies, you spend more than you save. You wear as butter. The cement you should have bought to build your house. Just because you want to look like Mrs. Pokwola. The man wanted water. Water is everywhere. Pure water, bottled water. But she brought milk. And you know what it takes to make milk? She must have gone through a process like Mrs. Lokotaife was telling us. She must have gone through some things. She prepared the milk. She didn't know that the man will come in one day. She didn't know that the enemy of Israel will come in one day. Jael's are finishers. What Barak cannot handle what the priest and the Aaron and co cannot handle. What Deborah cannot handle. As a Jair, you're supposed to handle it. May God give you your own. So inside that tent, there was milk. What does milk do? Milk nourishes. Some of you are here today, after this conference, you need to look into your neighborhood and adopt three children that you will be paying their school fees. That's milk. Don't wait till you have microphone. That is why I told you the last time I came that I still go to church to sweep because it was broom phone I was holding before Jesus gave me a microphone. Do not wait till you have microphone. Look for something that you can use your life to do. Get your milk ready. Nurture somebody. Nurture your children. Nurture your husband if you are married. Nurture people in your neighborhood. When 
Your days on earth is gone. Live your life in such a way that people will not need to tell lies. Oh, she was a good woman. When they know you were not a good woman. She had milk. Not only did she have milk, if you look at that scripture, she had nail. What is nail? Ability to speak the truth. Some of you, as you sit in that your shop, that girl that is carrying five boys, seven boys, befriend her, mentor her, speak the truth into her. Stop trying to please everybody. She will be persecuted. It does not matter. Speak the truth. She did not just have nail. She had hammer. She had the word of God in that tent. Not only that, the Bible says that she covered the man with a mantle. Let me say this to those of you that are married. Cover your husband's nakedness. There is no perfect husband anywhere. Stop celebrating your husband's failures. You are now an awakened woman. Now, is it because people are not telling you their stories? Do you know what people have, have gone through and are going through? But you talk about your husband everywhere in the neighborhood. Everybody knows your story. It's not right. She had a mantle. The Bible says she gave the man milk and made the man to sleep. Then she used the mantle to cover the man. Even though she was going to kill him. She covered the man. The Bible now says that the man said to her, if anybody passes, and ask you, am I here? Tell the person no. Read the scriptures. That woman never responded. She refused to compromise. She did not say, okay, I have heard. I will tell lies. No, she didn't. She kept quiet. It is not every time you must speak. It is not every, every invitation to fight that you must honor. Madam, Every time, quarrel in your house. Your marriage is 10 years. Madam, you are 34. When will you grow up? It is not every invitation you must honor. She didn't respond. Then the Bible says that the man slept off. This woman now stood up and she walked softly. There is a time when you must walk softly. Let me say this to those of you that are newly married. When our marriage was very young, I didn't have great examples. I got married here in the city of Ibadan. I didn't have great examples to look at, not even pastors. I didn't even want to be married. But when eventually I decided to be married, I told God that I would make a difference in marriage. Every time I finished cooking, I will carry my husband's food. I will pray in tongues. I will bless it. I will decree. And I will make sure my saliva enters. I will decree. Felix Adere Mishola Dejumo, you will love me. You will not look at another woman to lust after. As you eat this food, in the name of Jesus. I was a young wife. I was about a year old, getting ready to have my first baby. I will pray and pray and pray deliberately make sure my saliva enters and then I will serve the food. Then I will sit beside my husband while he's eating. The man is enjoying. Say, ah, 
Darling, I don't even know why. I just love you. I say, we bless God, sir. <laughs> we thank God, sir. <laughs> she went softly. Sometimes there is an issue. I don't want a quarrel. I just go on my knees. Father, the Bible says the heart of the king is in your hand. Touch my husband's heart. I used to have this sister-in-law. Some of you have heard me share it before. Who troubled our marriage. In turn, I mean trouble with a capital T. And one day she came to the house and she said she was going to beat me up. She's born again now, so I can tell this story even if she listens to the tape. She's 84 now. And in fact, there's nothing she can do to me again. So this particular day, she came to the house. I just had my baby. My baby was about four months old. And she said, Funke, I'm going to beat you up. You snatched my brother from me. Blah, blah, blah. And I was wondering. This woman doesn't even understand what it means for, his, for her brother to be married. And my husband is a perfect gentleman. My God. My husband stood up to her and said, Sister, enough is enough. We have respected you in this house. You cannot come and disrupt her. The woman was shocked. But I was happy. And... My husband was charging, charging at her. If you try it, if you do this, I'm going to beat you up. You can't touch my wife. I said, I hear me, Lord, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Then I would say, enough, darling, please stop, stop. Then I would go out. I said, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm grateful. I'm grateful unto you. Well done, Jehovah. Then I will come back again. Hey, she won the oral. Is enough? Is enough? Is enough? <laughs> My father-in-law was, was a king. He was a traditional ruler. When we got back to the village or the city, my sister-in-law had gone there to say, hey, Kabiesi, help me thank Funkeo. If not for Funke, Felix will have beaten me up. So when I got to the city, Kabiesi said, ah, Mama daughter, Osheo. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah. See, tomorrow, there is a time you tread softly. It's not every time you speak. You think, I mean, no, more all sudden, no. She knew when to tread softly. I'm talking about the Jaels. You may never preach, but where you are, you might need to tread softly. Where you are, you need the nail. Where you are, you need the tent. Where you are, you have the milk. It may be in your church. Some of you are in your churches. I'm trusting God that Mrs. Bobola will tell me one day that only three of you sponsored this conference. You better catch it. You have the milk. Jaez, wake up. You have it. Do your business. God is waiting to bless that business. And it is because of the kingdom. We have concentrated on the Debras. Now we want to start mentoring the Jaels. You are the finishers. You are the one that will tell Debras, excuse me, mama, you have labored over me. You have done enough. Now let me face this financial Cicera. Now let me face it. I will take charge of it. Jaels, this is your season because Jesus is coming very soon. And we need to sponsor the kingdom. We need to sponsor the gospel. Beg your pardon. We need to help many people. There are widows. There are orphans. 
There are single parents. There are people everywhere that need help. While the Debras are under the palm tree, serving the Lord, judging Israel, the Jaels must wake up. Here, dresser, you are a Jael. Teachers, you are a Jael. And your ministry is not inferior to that of Deborah. No, it is not. This end time, every woman will either be a Deborah or a Jael or a combination of the two. As I speak to you now, I'm a Deborah, but I'm also a Jael. I'm in the pulpit ministry, by God's grace, full-time ministry, but I'm also in full-time business. Full-time. I'm preaching, yes, but I'm also doing business. So nobody can tell me, if not for church money. I sell palm oil as I stand before you now. In case you need. I sell on this. I sell fertilizer. And I'm still preaching. It's helping the anointing. Why must you sit down as a woman and do nothing with your life? I am ashamed when a guest speaker comes to church and says, we want to fix these fans. And people are coming out to give unto the Lord. And I sit there, I cannot give. No, I feel bad. I have over 3,000 widows that I take care of annually. Which church offering will take care of that? I can sit down and not do something with my life. Many destinies are tied to your destiny. There are people that want you to be prosperous. In fact, if you don't want to be prosperous, it's too late. Because there are widows tied to your life. There are people that want, God has ordained it that you are the one that will help them pay their school fees. Stretch your two hands. In the name of Jesus, God will cause you to be prosperous. You will not beg for bread. This end time, you will be relevant without stealing. June 20 this year will be one year when my husband and I opened and dedicated and commissioned our hospital. The first lady was there. June 20 last year, my husband's birthday. We've had about 700 patients. As at two months ago that I counted, 700 patients, highly subsidized, without one cover from church. If I don't have it, if my husband does not have it, do you know how many women in that vicinity will have died just because of ordinary childbirth? What am I saying? Jaez, wake up. We have done Deborah. We thank God. It is now the season and the time of Jael to awake and do something with their lives and touch lives and help people. There are Muslims that I help and I hide the gospel under that help. Lepers that I help and I hide the gospel under that. I want the Jael on your inside so awake, awake, do something special. That song is not just to sing in the choir. Record an album, do something, sell it, take the proceeds, take care of your pastor, take care of widows, take care of this person, take care of that person, and watch what God will do with your life. I know that every year, this is what Mrs. Popola does, that one or two of you will not let only 
very rarely rich people to contribute it. You will say to yourself, next year, I'm also giving one. Next year, I'm also doing this. And I'm trusting God because your testimony will be beautiful. Yes. Enough of being the collector. It's time to start becoming the giver. Raise your right hand up. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the anointing of a Jael that knows what to do, that knows how to kill the enemies of God, that has a milk, that has a tent, that knows how to prosper, comes upon you today in the name of Jesus. From today, you will be a giver. You will not be a beggar. I come against whatever is militating against your prosperity. Leave this conference and go and prosper. Go and matter in quarters that matter. May the Lord multiply that business in your hand. May the Lord multiply that ministry in your hands. May the Lord cause you to be a kingdom sponsor. May you not be small in the name of Jesus. Touch your body with that blessing. Touch your body, touch your body, touch your body with that blessing. And please stand up on your feet. I can't finish this message, but I have a feeling that some of you here, as you go home, that's what you'll be thinking. I'm a jail. The jail anointing is on my inside. Everyone troubling the body of Christ, you are going to be killing. You're going to be making provision for people and they will hear the gospel. Can you join your hands, everybody? Today, in the name of Jesus, I decree that as God begins to use women all around the world, women in Ibadan and its environment, you will not be missing. Amen. International doors will open unto you. Amen. God will settle and establish you. Amen. God will give you all-round rest. Amen. So that you too will be able to help other people. Amen. As you fight for your dream and you kill Sisera by having a tent, by having all that you need in that tent, I decree that you remain relevant in God's program on earth. When solid women, dreamers, interpreters of dreams, women that are making it, are being counted, your name will be on the list. Your husband and children will rise up and call you blessed. In the name of Jesus. You are here today. You are not yet born again. I destroyed the power of sin in your life. And I decree that when Jesus comes, you will be a part of the wedding gift. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed.